Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Frank Film Club. I'm Maisie Williams and I'm an actor and producer. I'm Larry Roberts and I'm a producer and filmmaker. I'm Hannah Marie Williams and I'm a casting director. And welcome to our club. Hello everyone and welcome back to Frank Film Club. Today we are going to be speaking about Bones and All, which came out last year. It premiered at Venice Film Festival. It is directed by Luca Guadagnino and it was written by David Kajanik. Um, it stars Taylor Russell and Timothy Chalamet, who are... Um, but before we get into the movie, girls, not girls, ladies... Women, powerful people. <laughs> <laughs> what have you? What have you both? Well, Hannah, what have you been up to? Because I know what you've been up to. Well, <laughs> mine's boring though compared to yours. Actually, no, it's actually been quite fun. I've been casting my first musical, <gasps> which has been fun. Not as fun as what you've been up to, but it has been fun. That Welsh language, brilliant. Welsh language musical. <gasps> Don't know what's going on. Don't speak Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> still working on Duolingo. Duolingo. <laughs> still on, still on my street. Got Duolingo. No, I'm joking. I do know what's going on, and uh, the passion, emotion, voices that I've heard has been earth-shattering and heartbreaking and beautiful, and it's been really, really nice. That sounds fantastic. But enough about me. What have you two been up to? <laughs> well, go on, Larry, spill. We've just got back from Sundance in Utah, <laughs> America. <laughs> it was my first time in America, which is very, very exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, it was wicked. Yeah, it was bloody fantastic. Felt very grown up. How fun? So much fun. So much fun. That's how much fun <laughs> <laughs> great chat <laughs> i really i really think the film festivals are like the new music festival for me because i can't do music festivals anymore i'm too old you're not too old thank you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> but i do love a, a film festival yeah yeah, yeah it was. you can do them both okay. yeah one of one one of the other Love it. I would love to do South by Southwest because mm. it's both. Oh, yeah, that it actually is. is. Yeah. Okay, it is. great. That's one that we can do. Yeah. yeah. Coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it? It is. April. Nice. So today we're chatting about Bones and All and I'm very, very excited. Um, I just really wanted us to do this movie as soon as I watched the trailer for it and knew it was coming out. So I'm really glad that you guys said yes. Um, just to recap, starring Taylor Russell, sensational. Also, Timothy Chalamet features... Uh, Chloe Savini and Mark Rylance. Um, the film came out last year. It is... I don't know what genre I'm going to box it into. I feel like we should talk about that. So before I just blather on anymore and say anything uninteresting, I want to know, what, what were your initial thoughts watching this movie? So... Um, my viewing experience was really interesting and um, I want to know how, because I think you saw it together, right? We watched it together. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. In the cinema? Yeah. yeah. Where to? London. Um, Greenwich. Odeon. 
And was large. It, was it busy? Was there anyone in the... No, not really. It no. wasn't very busy. It's quite quiet. Yeah. There was no one in the cinema. Oh. Just you? Yeah. And was. Nice. Just us two. Oh, my God. But I'm really glad because I'm, I'm really grateful when the cinema is empty or there's no one behind me when I'm watching a film club film because I like to make notes as I'm going along. And you can't really do that so true. in a full cinema. So that was great. But also for the other reason that I was screaming. <laughs> I was being hooting and hollering <laughs> so loud. So I'm really glad no one else was in there because it was like as loud as what I was like in um, Triangle of Sadness. Like I had like such a reaction to the first bit, especially. And then I got desensitized and I was like, yeah, cool. That's like just an image that I'm used to now. People eating people. Um, and, um, and also the viewing experience was really interesting because the sound cut out in the last scene. And I'm, I'm obviously jumping ahead and I want to know what happens in the last scene because the sound cut out and I thought it was a creative choice because it was towards the end so we can yeah we'll get there okay we'll get so there. oh interesting thoughts so i'd gone into the film not knowing anything about it hadn't watched a trailer hadn't read anything not even a synopsis i'd like literally just seen that it was timothy taylor looking a bit in love in one image and that, and then in my mind i think i'd made up that it was just like a nice like romantic drama <laughs> So, uh, go it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think also you said maybe you thought it was going to be a comedy. Yeah, like just thought it was going to be a comedy, oh like, like a gritty, like it's just like Timmy, you know? <laughs> anyway, then when she's like starts sniffing, the girl that she's next to starts sniffing her hand. I was like, oh, right, okay, so maybe she's like fancies this girl. And then when she bites this girl's finger, I was like, oh! <laughs> Really? What, what am I watching? And I looked to the side, and Maisie's there, just like, yeah, she's loving just it, like obviously. Loving it. And Ruben <laughs> is on the other side of Maze, who, like, obviously had kind of had the same experience as me, not knowing anything about the film. But we're both there, just looking at each other, like, oh, <laughs> like, what is this film? I thought, like, this is not what we. And she, Maze's just like, mm. in the middle, happens. yes, Larry. <laughs> Evil. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I sort of knew. It's happened with all of us. We all didn't know what really to expect from the movie. Um, like, how do you think that that changed your viewing experience? I wasn't. I wasn't shocked because I. I. It wasn't a shock, but it was. It was. Sho it was shocking. Like the content, but mm. I. I knew what was coming. I think in the trailer, or at least one of the trailers, there is a he's whacking someone and there's blood spurting. Ah. So there is some gore in the trailer, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so I was sort of expecting it, but I wasn't expecting what it actually was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm actually really glad that I didn't know anything about it. That's true, because you're not... Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think I would have just like made up so much in my head of what it might be, <laughs> which I already did, but in, a in the very like wrong way. Um, and I think part of the enjoyment of the film was the fact that I was like, oh, my God, this is so mad. And kind of I loved getting my head around what was going on. So, I'm, yeah, I'm glad I didn't know anything. Yeah. Did you? Were you like that? Or? Um, I, I feel like I knew they were going to be eating people. And so I was just so happy when she started eating a person, like in the first, like, seven minutes of the film. Because I hate waiting for it. And then they were led down and I see her go like, and I was like, oh, she's going to eat her. Can't wait. And then as soon <laughs> as she put her hand out, I was like, just bite her finger. Because I also love that movie Raw and she yeah. bites off. I just think, I don't know. I don't know why. I just 
live for it. I live for it. Oh my god! And she did. She bit off her finger. And then afterwards, when she comes home and her dad's there, and he's like, "You've done it again. You've mm. done it again." I was thinking, "Oh, this is like I don't know what's happening here. I don't know. I don't know if she knows what's happening here. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought it was there was all of that sort of to unpack that that I thought was interesting because I had no idea. Yeah, I thought was that going. was a really good setup with the dad being like, "You've done it again." You, it was suddenly like, oh. And then you had you just had so many more questions. You already had so many questions from her biting off someone's finger, which that image I cannot get out of my head, which is horrific. Mm. And then, yeah, the dad's saying that and he knows that. You're like, oh, this is a thing. I really like the way that they did catch you up on the, the yeah. pass with the headphones. I thought that was such a good yeah. way to do it. Yeah. Because then the way that, like, it was her dropping in in and out of that without it feeling too cheesy. It was really, really well done. I like that. Yeah. The film is visually stunning to look at, um, despite it being kind of like really awful <laughs> images that it's portraying throughout. Um, how did you think that made the like film more or less palatable? Or did you enjoy it because of that? Or I like the choice of the word palatable. Right. Mm. <laughs> um, I um, I thought that this film, even from watching the trailer, it's like the birth of a new iconic aesthetic. Like, I'm going to see a lot of these shots in, in decks. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's really beautifully shot. Like, reminded me a little bit, not not at all in, in the way, but like, like, you know, like Leon yeah. is quite violent and it's a young girl. I, I don't know. It just like it just reminds me of that I feel like we're going to see those shots a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that did make it a lot more palatable, but I feel like a lot of other things did as well, including the casting of Mark Violence. I feel like that could have been a lot more creepy, and some of the music as well made yeah. it a lot more palatable. That's so true. Yeah, he could have been terrifying, but actually, you did kind of trust him a little bit. Yeah. Which, like, is kind of, like, especially at the start, I was like, oh, I think he's just, like, a confused man that doesn't really... Yeah, I kind of felt a little bit sorry for him. And then when he, like, as it goes further on, you're like, oh, God. I, but I think that was what made that character more interesting because you didn't know, you didn't know where you stand with him or where she stands with him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but also do you agree on the colours and, like, the, the orange... Well, it was red, but it was, like, an orangey-red and I could feel like it was... Yeah, it was Threatening. very gorgeous to to see. Yeah, it makes me feel like it made me feel like the whole movie is a metaphor for something because it just didn't feel like it was trying to be a horror, but it also was doing all these really horrific things. It felt like there was something else that was happening because we were getting these two feelings at once all the time with the beautiful images, but then they're covered in blood and then like you know, the vast landscapes and, like, the real nice pop music. And so it made me feel like... In interviews, I've heard Timothy and Taylor speaking about being outcasts, and I thought maybe this could be a metaphor for, like, neurodiverse minds in, like, a kind of neurotypical society. But then as I was watching, they were talking about blood being like a high. And this is something that Ruben picked up on. He yeah. was like, maybe it's more addiction. What do you, what did you take from the, what do you think the underbelly is trying to say? 
Yeah, I got I got that f- sense as well that it was out yeah outcasts of society, drifters, mm. not feeling like they fit in anywhere or being from really broken situations. Uh, yeah, I, I what is it about if, if they they haven't said? Well, I also kind of thought maybe it was like, out, yeah, outcasts of society. But then, and then it was like, yeah, maybe it is addiction. But then. I was like, but you're, these people, they've been born with it and it's like a very, like they've done it since they were three. I was like, okay, I don't know that this is quite, that is quite what it's going to like tuning into. So then that was kind of in the end, one of the problems that I have with the film a little bit that I don't actually think, I'm not sure that it knew what it was alluding to. And I did have a little look at some of the reviews as well. Cause I was like, am I just being stupid and not fully figuring this out? But I think a lot of people have have said that. But then, or some people have just been like, "Well, no, it's outcasts," which is like, yeah, fair enough. But it's not particularly new if it is just that. But also, does it mean to, need to mean anything? Like exactly? Yeah, maybe not. It's definitely a very new way of showing that sort of like outcast. But I agree. Mm. It didn't commit to any of them, and it's not like the filmmakers job to do that and it's like anyone can take what they want from it but then it did really start to go into kind of like the vampire can we always call them vampire the eaters eaters like cannibals the, the cannibal well it was eaters is that what they were calling themselves well but that's the thing because then there was like the groupie i would say that he's a cannibal mm. but the other ones can't help it so i don't know but then the group the groupie i found very interesting because I think that that does relate to people who maybe just like want to be a part of something that Mm. isn't entirely true to them um yeah and it was framed as a bad thing yeah which in this sense it definitely was (laughs) if you don't need to do that and you're like I just want to get a closer look at you eating a person that probably is quite a bad thing but if it was in no maybe that is a bad thing anyway in whatever it alludes to like addiction as well and people like that is an illness and if people are actually really really struggling and then just to be like I just do it for the thrill of it even though you're like actually really struggling maybe that is that is also bad actually quite Mm. bad is this based on a book it is it's based on a book uh which was a novel that came out in 2015 um directed written by Camille DeAngelis and how like close to it is it or that is a very good question i don't know the answer to <laughs> i wonder if there's more um more in the book in the writing mm. that does because obviously you're seeing the dialogue maybe there's more written about that makes it connect a little bit more to like what maybe it is about yeah but maybe but honestly like maybe it's just not about anything <laughs> yeah yeah it's just about these n- new types of people yeah it could be many things. Yeah. And I like that because I don't have the thirst for human blood. Mm. Or maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's really interesting to know that it is based on a book because um, I thought it was quite long and it didn't need to be as long as it was. But now that I know that it was based on a book, I'm like, ah, okay, maybe you were like trying to hold on to a few things that were in there that maybe could have been cut down. How did you, what did you two feel about the length of it? What would you have cut? I, I gotta say, I love this film. I can't, I, I don't, you, like we're talking about like what it means and stuff. And I was like, I just had a really good time. Yeah. I just enjoyed it. Yeah. And I don't know what I would have cut out of it. How, it was quite long, wasn't it? It was quite Two long. Two hours 10. I, I just didn't notice that time go by at all. For me, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was well paced and I was just so captivated by um, Taylor Russell's character what a unique performance like so interesting that I just was in it and had like a hoot good yeah she is incredible yeah actually I, yeah. I hadn't seen her in anything before she's in Waves she was also in a oh, you've seen Waves oh, oh yeah I have seen yeah. her in yeah um, she was also in a horror film that I can't remember the name of oopsie but this is definitely like a real breakout role yeah. for her. And it was, she, I, Luca what, just wanted to cast her. I don't know what the casting process was like, whether she read. I, I imagine they would have done chemistry reads, but I think that he just was like, it's got to be wow. Taylor Russell. Um, and she said that it was the easiest yes of her entire existence. And she really just shone yeah. in this film. Really just a beautiful performance. Um, and it's been so lovely, like reading interviews about her experience making this and the way that she kind of talks about um, coming on board and like taking on this massive, quite overwhelming challenge um, with a director who's so established like Luca and then also opposite Timothy, who's obviously like, you know, done Luca's movies before and mm -hmm. starred in lots of films before. Um, and she really just like speaks about like the support network and like trying to relate everything that Marin was going through to like her own experience and how Leon is trying to like teach her about what he knows and obviously Timothy had worked with Luca before and for Taylor it was her first experience so I think that they just really tried to emulate a lot of the real things that were happening in life and and put it into this movie to make it an authentic performance even though none of them have to my knowledge, have the first for blood. <laughs> yeah. but, you know. I'm, what I'm really interested to know is what she's like IRL. If she's if she's got the same sensibilities and the same like tone of voice and everything, because I just I don't think I've seen a performance like this, which feels so like the way that I I like would try and it's like so understated without watching an actor try and do something understated there's like a uniqueness to her which just feels like it must be part of her personality for it to be so detailed in that way yeah. uh, and what she like yeah well I mean I've never met her but her interviews <laughs> she is so ethereal and so considered in what she says and so thoughtful and really just like so honest um but at the same time like um just the way that like you receive her, she's just like a really like like kind and sweet person. Um, you when you say honest, sometimes that can mean like also like a little rude or whatever. Like say what you think, mm. but it's not. She's just like honestly, uniquely a wonderful person. Um, and 
uh, I'm going to paraphrase it because I didn't take down the actual quote, but Mark Rylance said, like, she's so captivating and she is so herself. Like, you see her soul come through on screen and it's really just, there's a realness to what she does and it's, like, yeah. honest and vulnerable. And so I think, like, what you see in this movie is is really, like, what is happening, like, deep within her. And I think that it's just, like, a marvel to watch. Mark Rylance, for me... I. I don't know whether it was me just sympathising with him as a person slash actor that I love and that his stardom actually didn't help. But but then we're saying that the character was good because he felt like a little bit safe and a little bit like warm. Mm. But for me, I, I think maybe it was the casting that I made me feel like he wasn't so like much of a threat and I... I think it was something to do with his costume as well. It was a tiny bit over the top and I don't know whether it was like felt a little bit like comedic sometimes. It wasn't though, but I don't know whether I felt as scared as I should have felt. Did you trust him? I did. I went to or and one- fro on what I thought, but then also like throughout, I didn't feel, I was unsure whether I was scared or not by any of these people, which maybe is what he meant. And there was only one moment where I was genuinely terrified, which maybe we should talk which about. Which one? Oh, my God. When her when she's reading that letter from her mum. Oh, yeah. And then her mum goes, I'm going to help you out, and then, like, goes to eat her. Oh! I screamed. I did I, scream. Because I didn't see it coming. And, you know, like, on a horror film, you can kind of sense mm. when something's about to jump out. I completely did not see it coming. That was the scariest... That actually, I've never been so got by anything in a film mm. ever. It's so interesting, isn't it? How because if you really try and p- unpick why you had we had that reaction, you really feel like she's safety, and then also she's played by Chloe Savini, and you're like, like you know, like I don't know. I just felt like it was all going to be okay, and like she's really been pushing to get to this person. And I also thought that she had already eaten her. I was a bit confused when her mother was a <laughs> she was. I was a bit lost. But She's it's like, it's just, it's subtly done. It's not like her whole existence is like, I have to find my mother. It's not like spoken in that way. But you really think she's going to be fine. You think she's going to be okay. It was really, un- yeah, truly the most unexpected part of the whole movie. More so for me than her eating the finger. But I know that that was a bit yeah. shocking for you. No, but but I wasn't at, I was I was shocked when the finger happened. But with the mum, I was genuinely terrified. Mm. And it was, then someone walked in the cinema, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, <laughs> Warren actually wanted to go." To be fair, I thought that I wasn't scared, but Warren did want to go to the loo at one point, and I was like, "No," because I was in on my own in the cinema. Um, <sighs> it's the only jump scare, though. I think, yeah. right? Well, I don't know. Is it? I also found so when they are in the. Yeah wooded area with the trailers with the trucks um, and they meet another eater who's played by Michael Stuhlbarg but I actually don't know the character's name Jake 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 and then the groupie I found him running towards the truck to be terrifying that was the scariest part for me for sure I really Mm. more so than the mum yeah oh wow defo that was scary. Yeah. I do just want to say, um, really interesting to see Timothy Chalamet not in the leading role, also not credited as such, even though, you know, they could have done that. He also produced the movie, which I think had good, probably made sure that that was the way it needed to be. Um, well, yeah, what um, what did you think of his performance or 
Yeah. I didn't know that he produced it. Like, producer credit. Yeah, he's got a producer oh. credit on it. It's wow. the first thing that he produced. And um, I feel like it just helped get this movie made because um, it was sort of like just post-COVID and, um, yeah, had a lot of complications like in its like development or in its production. So I, I feel like him being probably like, like, well, just one of the biggest stars at the moment, um, coming in and doing this in a producing capacity gave him more skin in the game than it needing to be. You know what I mean? Mm. Totally. And I think also this film, him being in it in this type of role brings an audience, like a big audience. Because this is yeah. like, girls who watch this fancy Timothy Chalamet because he looks great in this film. He's like the boyish dream in this film, apart from the fact that he eats human beings. Um, but he he looks like very like, cool for like right now yeah. and I think that probably helps a lot like if it was just Taylor Russell you come for the marketability for Timothy Chalamet and then you stay for Taylor Russell mm-hmm. and like well like that like thank you for being an actor who would do that like for the female lead because there's so many male actors that would not take a secondary lead to a woman that was actually something that Olivia Wilde talked about when she was trying to cast um, her movie uh, Don't Worry Darling so yeah I think that is yeah, really special. Yeah. Seeing as we kind of touched on the last scenes yes. with Mark Rylance, can you tell me what happens at the end, please? Because, so let me just explain, because what happened was we were in the cinema. Great. Um, everything is all happening. And it's the part where we realise that Lee, Timothy Chalamet's character, is going to die. And just as he's falling over, the sound went... And then was off. And I was like, wow, what a cool choice. Like, he's ending, he's come out of reality, and, like, it's silent. And, like, they're, like, talking to each other. I'm like, that's great. (laughs) And then they just didn't come back on, and we were like... (laughs) (laughs) so what happens what are they saying to each other he's saying well there's a really good song that comes on and then she's saying I gotta take you to the hospital did you get all that bit no I gotta take you to the hospital because we can't call the ambulance like you're gonna make it like you have to and he's going no I just need to lie here and then he's saying I want you to eat me I like you're not gonna get us found out like I want you to eat me and I want you to eat me Bones and all. Bones and all. <laughs> and he's just like, do it. And then she like does start. I think she like starts by like just like sucking his blood by, from like the wound. And then I think he, she does start to eat him. And I think she does. You have a couple of shots of then the room being empty and cleaned. And there is real silence. And that I think we would take like would take to believe that she did it. Yeah. She ate him, bones and all. That's and made me feel a bit sad. Yeah. And then the music that's playing is saying like we made a f- it was like we made a home here once or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it's called the image of this clean home that they did try to make a home in and that they didn't and then there's the image of them too. And yeah. Then ends. And then them on the field. Right? That happened. Yeah, yeah. The, on the field, I but I guess that, that was yeah. just like a cutback to when they were happy. Yeah. But that was the bit where she goes, I love you and then Rupert whispered in my ear. <laughs> which is what I which is why I thought because you were like how did you not know it's a film about like some kind of gore if it has bones and all the, the title's bones and all and I was like well I was thinking they were saying like I love you bones and all which is a bit of a weird sentence but I just thought that it was like edgy 
Yeah. yeah. Like, I love you to your core type yeah. vibe. But it was literal. It was yeah, literal. Yeah. Bones and all. Oh, I'm sad that that cut out, but it's, it's been interesting too. to hear what happened <laughs> from you. We could yeah. just reenact it. <laughs> right. Okay, go. Who's playing here? <laughs> we can't, we can't. I know you had a bit of a different experience, but what feeling, like, if you had to, like, really put yourself back there, what did, what did this film make you feel in those last few seconds? Or once the credits, credits started rolling, what did you feel? I actually thought that it was a love story. It, well, I think it absolutely is a love story. Um, but I kind of forgot about all of the gore, despite just seeing Timothy be eaten. Um, and I was just like, oh, that's really sad because they were in love. And it, it was more, I more was focused on that, mm. which is a bit weird. No, I... it's funny because now that we've spoken about it, be like, what's the undertone to it? Is it about like outsiders it did make me feel very sad for people who are lonely and can't find can't find their place and maybe just because I really liked her um Marin mm -hmm. that I was thinking like what she like what is she gonna do like she she hasn't got a place anywhere and just thinking god imagine how that must feel um but I I left the cinema thinking that, but also just thinking I've just watched a film that I'm gonna like rewatch and rewatch. Mm. Really? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I really, really, really liked it. Interesting, because when I came out, I was like, I don't know that I'll watch that again. Not because I didn't like it, but just because I'm like, okay, that's happened. Although now I'm thinking, now that we're discussing it more, and I am thinking about like that feeling of like it just being a quite a lovely love story in the core of it. I'm like, maybe I do want to rewatch it. Mm. Mm. What do you say? Yeah, it made me feel like um, I almost almost could have had a little tear, actually. Like, I felt really sad at the end that they weren't going to be together. Um, and I thought it was a really beautiful love story, a really painful love story. And it kind of reminded me of this, of um, Blue Valentine. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which is, like, such a painful film to watch but I do just re-watch it and I don't know why I do it to myself but I just I've I just all the like everything that they could have been everything that they lost everything that they did and the things they regret like I just like I love that I lo like love that as a genre yeah. <laughs> same sometimes that pain is like really comforting it's, mm -hmm. it's so strange yeah. but I I love that film mm. and I will re-watch it and I have to be in a specific mood but like I just want to wallow yeah. and I love that yeah it's so this is my, in the wallow pile oh yeah yeah um I have a couple of fun facts before we go any guesses on the budget Ooh. um oh not much uh two oh two to three I was gonna go like ten. It was actually more than what I thought as well. It was sixteen to twenty. Okay, oh. sixteen to twenty. Yeah, maybe Mark Rylance. Oh, I well, Mark Rylance. Yeah, Mark Rylance. I actually think as well a lot of SFX, practical effects, and it's a period piece. Exactly. So lots of Cars, like real. I'm way off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and it's long. It was actually. Uh, it was adapted. It was announced that it was going to be adapted in 2019. Um, and it was going to be directed originally by Antonio Campos, who did The Devil All the Time and Christine and a number of other incredible indie movies. And then it just was announced in 2019 that actually it was going to be with Taylor Russell and Timothy Chalamet and that Luca Guadagnino was going to do it. So 
Funny how these things sort of switch around. But um, what has Luca directed before? Call me by your name. Oh, yes, Suspiria, and we are who we are. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like all those films. Yeah, Mm -hmm. great. It's got a good track record. All right. So, what are your final thoughts on this movie? Um. I really enjoyed this. It was completely not what I expected it to be. But had all like the the really deep feelings that I had expected to be in it, actually. Um, And the performances were absolutely amazing. I cannot wait to see more of Taylor Russell. Mm. Um, Yeah. And it was just stunning the whole way through. Stunning. 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 I... Loved it. I think it's probably one of my favourite films that I've seen in the last year. Yep. That's I said that. Bold statement. Thank Love you. It. Yeah. Um and um it's been really interesting to speak about what maybe the undertones might be. Um and I'm excited to watch it again and just add it to my sad time pile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too actually I'm excited for it to come on to streaming so as I can watch it again and again mm. yeah I'm really glad that we could do this film um, it was really interesting to chat about it I did really love it I really want to just like discover more about what it means um, but I also just like that I can come and watch this whenever I want to watch a f- film about people eating people. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay with it just being that as well. Yeah. So. And weirdly now, I'm absolutely starving. So I don't know whether it's the conversation. <laughs> oh my God, don't. <laughs> watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Get some food. A bit of chicken. Bit finger. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Thanks for picking it, Mace. Yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) Anytime. Thanks so much for listening to that episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to be talking about The Wonder, which was directed by Sebastian Lelio and stars Florence Pugh, Neve Alga. You can watch it on Netflix and I strongly recommend that you do because I think we're going to have really good chats. So have a watch and see you here next week for more Frank Film Club. This podcast was presented by Wrapped. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.